episode of season three of Poopology and unfortunately my co-host Claire, or fortunately perhaps, has now moved away to New Zealand. So I have some new co-hosts this season and my first co-host is Chris. So Chris, introduce yourself. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be very hard shoes to fill. I'm Chris O. I am a an American expat that recently moved to London. Um, wow, in July, so three, four months ago now. Yeah. And have been navigating the waters here fresh and off the boat. fresh <laughs> off the boat. Yes, absolutely. Loving every minute of it. Yeah, excited to like go on this journey of having amazing conversations with credible people and learning as well too. Great. We're very excited to have you on the show. So this week we're talking about lost in translation. So I have with me also my guest for today. Hello. <laughs> I'm Kelly. So also uh, just moved here from New York. I moved in May, so have a few more months under my belt, but also still navigating my way through the waters. So um, a perfect guest for Lost in Translation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So we're going to kick things off with our poopy moments of the week, like we usually do. So I will start stuff off. Um, Basically, my poopy moment of the week is actually relevant to Lost in Translation, I think. Mm -hmm. So many, many, many years ago, many moons ago, I did live in in the US for a period of time. And uh, before I actually moved out there, I would go and come back a lot to set myself up, basically because I was trying to set up a business and I was trying to set up a life and make friends and all that sort of stuff. So during these little commutes back and forth is, I guess, when I realised what a difference in, in culture and language the two countries actually have, even though you might not think it to begin with. So mm-hmm. I used to work in the music industry. So I remember on one of my trips being in LA in a club. I was uh, I was there just to have a chat with the promoter of this club about bringing some uh, talent from the UK to do some gigs and, and that sort of stuff. So this was quite a big and quite an important club in the LA scene. There was lots of A&R guys from Sony Epic Records and stuff like that going there regularly and picking up new talent. So it was a big opportunity. So I went into this meeting at the club before, you know, one of the nights that they had on. So very nervous. And this gentleman comes out. We have a brief conversation. Um, and at some point he said to me, um, would you like a drink? Um, so I was kind of like, no, no, I'm, f- I'm fine. We continued talking. And again, a little bit while later, he was kind of like, you sure you don't want a drink? And I said, no, that's fine. Um, I'll probably go and have a Coke later. Um, I didn't think that that meant anything other than (laughs) Coca-Cola. And he kind of looked at me a bit strangely and he was like, are you sure you don't want a drink? I was like, yeah, later, like I'll have a Coke later. And And he was like, okay. And I thought, why is this strange? Is it because I'm not drinking alcohol? You know, am I supposed to do that? And I started getting a bit paranoid. And I was thinking, should I be like drinking alcohol? I'm not quite sure what I should be doing. Anyway, we continued talking and he said, I've just got to go pop back and see my artists who are coming in for the night. If you want to just sit here and wait for me. So I said, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to take this opportunity and just go outside for a fag. And he was like, <laughs> he had the most terrified look on his face. And I was thinking, I don't know what is wrong with this guy like why is he I know LA people are very healthy and fit and you know they don't like smoking but 
there's no reason to look at me like that. You know, I don't have five heads. Anyway, so I go outside, I have my cigarette, I come back, and he's like, oh, you're back. And I said, yes. And he said, I thought you'd be gone a while. And I was like, well, it doesn't take that long. And he said... <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he was looking at me, and he's like, really? I would have expected it to take longer. And I, and I said, have you never smoked before? And he went, smoked what? And I was like a cigarette and he, he goes is that what you were doing and I said yes and he went oh but you said you were gonna go and get a fag and I said yeah exactly like have a smoke and he's like is, is that what a fag means I thought you were like going out to find yourself like a girlfriend or I don't know I couldn't quite understand like what you meant and I said why would I and in my head I'm thinking why would I be getting a girlfriend? Like, I don't understand what this guy is And in five minutes. And in five minutes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we, we finish our conversation. Needless to say, I'm sure he thought I was very weird. And I thought he was very weird. And then some of these other promoter friends of mine came into the club. And I said, oh, you know, I know you guys said this guy could help me with my business. But he's very strange. And they were kind of like, well, why do you think he's strange? I said, I told him I'm going to go out and get a fag. And he was talking to me about finding myself a lesbian girlfriend. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't quite understand what and this is all about. Yeah, And getting some coke. Yeah, and I said about coke and, you know, and they started laughing. They're like, oh, my God, Eve, oh, Eve. that doesn't mean cigarettes in this country. And, you know, you should have been more specific and said, like, you know, Coca-Cola or Pepsi or something like that rather than coke. He probably thought you were some coke addict, yeah. lesbian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging around. What a first oh, impression. I know, I know. So this was possibly like maybe my third or fourth meeting in the US. And, you know, needless to say, I learned some lessons about what to say <laughs> and what not to say. <laughs> <laughs> was he able to help you with your business? Well, I did have to go back and explain myself. <laughs> because when my friend said this, and then I, because all that time I was just like, this guy is weird. But then I realized actually, obviously he probably thought I was weird. Yeah. So I thought I should go back and explain myself. So I did go back and say, look, by Coke, I meant Coca-Cola. And fag in England means cigarettes. So <laughs> I don't take coke. <laughs> and not a druggie. Yeah, not a coke and I don't pick up random people. <laughs> Even if I was a lesbian, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just pop Publicly, out. Publicly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, so it was quite funny. Uh, we that did become funny. friends afterwards, luckily. Oh, God. <laughs> I think he found it amusing. Everyone oh. actually was quite impressed by my funny language and I made friends because to them it was unusual that, yeah, I, it's that I said some weird things and and the accent oh like the Americans love the, the love it British we love it yeah. I, I want to adopt the British accent yeah yeah so uh so I did I think meet a lot of people that perhaps I wouldn't have otherwise met because, yeah. because of my accent and my weird words mm. <laughs> weird words <laughs> normal here weird over there <laughs> i had a similar experience with the fag you were with me you weren't oh, physically yeah. with me but we were uh had a girls night out and um i was physically another... smoking them afterwards though okay yes <laughs> but there is a another girlfriend of ours and um i hadn't met her yet so it's gonna be the first time like we all meet and kelly met up with her first and this girlfriend calls me on the phone because I was running a little bit late. And she goes, Chris, Chris, do me a favor. Can you pick up some fags for me? I'm like, what? 
I'm like, what? <laughs> the same probably reaction that this gentleman had with you. And I'm like, what in the world are facts? She's like, cigarettes, cigarettes. I'm like, oh, okay. First of all, I haven't even met this girl. She's asking me to pick up cigarettes or fags. I was yeah. a little perplexed for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Uh, so, Chris, tell us about your poopy moment. My poopy moment. Okay, so earlier, or this past weekend, I was in lovely countryside of Royal Turnbridge Wells. Love it. Um, A friend of mine lives in that area, and um, she picked me up, and we were in the car driving, I guess, I forget where, probably to a pub, etc., and showing me the beautiful countryside. Absolutely loved it, and we had music on. And, you know, typical me, I'm humming along to every single song on the radio, and humming, singing, whatever. And then at one point, probably the third song into it, she's like, Chris, you really sing to every single song? But kind of in this like passive aggressive <laughs> tone. And I looked at her, I'm like, yeah, I got a problem with it. She's like, it just annoys me. You know, like it's just, I, don't, I, can't, I can't deal with sound. And like in her defense, I'm completely tone deaf. Like yeah. I'm horrible, yeah. but like still you kill my vibe. Yeah. Like I'm in the countryside, we're cruising along. Like I don't know when I'm cruising along with my friends or whoever in a yeah. car, music on. Like I want to be in the moment. What sing were you along, singing? Sing along. With me. <laughs> I was just humming, girlfriend. <laughs> but like it was poopy because it just killed the vibe. Like I was yeah. in such a good mood, like enjoying the music, and yeah. because she was an annoyed by sounds yeah. and I mean I'm intrigued that you were in a good mood going to Tunbridge Wells <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I'm quite it's impressed a, it's a lovely that. I'm quite and impressed because <laughs> she's not from around here <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely like, area yeah, I'm in Tunbridge Wells <laughs> and we're like, like person excited okay. to go there <laughs> ew I'm still new to the country so everything is exciting <laughs> That's really funny because actually being an American here and I met somebody who's a friend of a friend. He owns this coffee shop, you know, down in South London where I live. And he's like, oh, I always loved Americans. They really, you know, from they lack the knowledge, but they really have the enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, I, I tend to lack the enthusiasm, but actually think that I have the knowledge. Yeah. So you're Hopefully British at heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly you're, you're English at heart. Yeah. We're kind of like that as a people. We don't right. get excited really yeah no and, and i think it's a higher. lot of the time that's like a big big difference isn't mm-hmm. it in culture yeah. absolutely um in fact we get a bit scared when we meet <laughs> americans because they're like oh my god and we're her, like yeah. what is happening Calm the down. phrase oh my god You're gets so, so right much. about it and it's not actually just the brits it's i think a european thing because i have a few european friends now like some french etc and they all say the same thing like mm-hmm. americans are very emphatic and enthusiastic yeah. and me particularly like i'm actually on more on the extreme side of those americans yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i'm on the opposite so, side yeah. <laughs> like i said you're one of us exactly <laughs> This is you knew that there, already. Oh, when I first I've been met trying her. to move here forever just yeah. because oh, really? I always got along with with my British friends so well and they're like London suits you, London suits you, get over here. You yeah. know, yeah. so this has been I've been trying to come here for a long time and yeah. then even dating a few yeah. British men also. It's yeah. like it just seemed to click. So it was like, all right. But you're this the one like teaching like, me some British slang and she was the first one who taught me what 
what is it, the Sunday roast? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I was like, how do you not know what Sunday yeah. roast is? Yeah, I, you've been trying to move here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marmite and eggs and soldiers. Oh, yeah, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> Sausage and mash, yeah. you know. What? You must know fish and chips. Yeah. yeah, yes. Give you me a little credit. Know, you must know that one, yeah. That one's a very commercialized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Things like that. Tell us about your pooping moment. Well, it was interesting. Like, the most recent was on Saturday. Yeah. I had my very first London friend. I used to work for a company that was based in London, and I worked in the New York office. And my friend Jerry and I, she worked out here. I worked there. We became really good friends. I just She's, I just want to interrupt you there. I like how you said the most recent. Yeah. <laughs> There's obviously quite a lot. But there this was, there was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you because it's like it's fresh in my mind still. Um, so you know, I've been I've been trying to meet up with her. She's now had a baby and lives out in the country, and I forget the name of the town. It starts with a W. So I made plans to go visit her over the weekend, and I was going to stay at her at her place overnight. And I needed to take several trains and over you know walk to the overground, take the tube to another you know pick up another train, and then walk to. Marlebone Station. Okay. So the journey just to get to Marlebone Station was an hour, maybe a little more. Oh my god! Wow. So finally, I make it. You know, I get yeah. it. I get off at I think it was Baker Street, and I'm walking to Marlebone Station, and she's like, "Did you make it?" When I'm trying to hit the 112 from yeah. Marlebone to go another 50 minute train to go out to her. Yeah. Finally, make it. You know, get all the way there. Walk into the train station, buy my ticket. I have about seven minutes to purchase my ticket and get on this train. All of a sudden, alarms are going off. They evacuate everyone. They're like, "Get out! Oh get out!" God. Like they, they're going oh. like this, and they're like moving everybody out. And they're like, "There was some kind of fire or some kind of fire oh, drill." Wow. If oh not. my god! And, you know, everyone's standing outside. They close the gates. They just completely close up shop. They're like the fire brigades oh, on their way. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know if this is a poopy moment, but it definitely is the universe telling me that this is not going to happen yeah. for the 112. That's so pretty crappy. Yeah. Well, so then I'm like, all right. You know, I said, let's not let's not give up before we cross the finish line here. I said, I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee. Went and did that. Hung out for a little bit. And then there's a wine shop. And I'm like, oh, I'll get her a bottle of wine. Get ready. Go back. And I'm waiting in the crowd. We wait 45 minutes. They finally open the gates. And I'm like, okay. I'm in. I got this. I'm going to go get my ticket. But because there was this massive crowd of people getting their ticket at the same time, yeah. I couldn't. I was like, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out the ticket booth and hurrying up and they're calling oh They're my calling God. my train for the next one. And I'm like, I just couldn't get it in time. And I'm like, <laughs> so what did you end And then get, all of a sudden, like, I'm it? literally watching the train pull away. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so I just called her. I'm like, okay, this isn't happening. There's some reason why this wasn't meant wow. to be. Yeah. I'm just going to stay here here and I literally walked out and found a cocktail bar and just parked it by myself <laughs> and they're like you were like oh, you know, I need one after that <laughs> cocktails and she's like you know what I'm coming into the city I'm in uh, I'm coming to London on Thursday I said yeah. I'll meet you there oh <laughs> and that's like gosh. we rescheduled for Thursday evening and I'm like I'm just gonna call it a day <laughs> and that was wow. it so had to abort the mission. They abort the mission. That does sound pretty Yeah, then creepy. it just turned into a big party at home. Yeah. So started in Marlebone by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Went home. My neighbor was having a big to-do with, oh, you know, well. all the other neighbors and friends. Yeah. So then just continued there, and it turned into this big party. <laughs> so oh, good. Good morning. You send a selfie to your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah basically. But I'm having a good time. Yeah. I just drank the wine that I bought you. <laughs> Basically what happened. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my 
my yeah. god, that's, so that's that. that. Pretty, pretty yeah, pretty. so that's yeah. my moment. I mean, I think everyone who's ever lived in London uh, has a train-related poopy. Oh yeah, we're oh. notoriously like have train issues in this yeah. country. Yeah, and I don't actually remember that in the U.S. Well, not in New really? York anyway. The New US York is quite massive, but yeah. you know, New York though, we're definitely accustomed to like train issues I all the time yes but it's issues. i think it's much worse here really I can be honest. okay There's but always something here excuse yeah. me Never i lived off like the l train to, you okay. just have to get used We're to that. rubbish line oh it is notorious right. in the state of new york right. that it's one of the worst trains it's the only major train that uh, connects you from uh new york yeah. manhattan to williamsburg like okay. brooklyn yeah. and when that thing shuts down and it's always constant work and um about like two years ago there was major news that they were going to shut down the entire l train oh, wow. for i think about a year oh, yeah so it was mad chaos and like controversy about like you're like basically handicap the entire like yeah. you know yeah. workforce and people in between yeah. and finally yeah. they actually didn't go through with it yeah. because like and even when they made that announcement there was a mad exodus of people from Brooklyn like moving out yeah. trying to figure out like how are they going to transition their yeah. life I mean come to think of it maybe I was lucky because I lived in Manhattan and worked in Manhattan exactly. I didn't really, and I found Manhattan really small yeah, yeah, it's you know, small. So it's more compressed. Yeah, like, we need to get on the train. I'm like, you can walk it. You can just so walk. Yeah, walk. yeah. Train breaks so, down. Guess what? Yeah, like, I have two legs right here. I'll yeah, get there exactly. eventually. Yeah. So I used to walk most of the time. Right. I didn't really need to get on trains that yeah. often. Mm. Unless I was going very far out. But yeah. most places, I felt like you could walk. To. Totally. Like, some places yeah. took a bit longer. Yeah. But yeah. I would much rather walk than be stuffed on a train. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Totally agree. They yeah. even call the N and the R the never and the rarely because they say they never come. But oh, it's I didn't still know not that. even bad, as bad as London trains, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, I think things are more sprawled out. Mm-hmm. So unless mm. you kind of live in zone one and work in zone one and hang out in zone one, you have no choice but to, to get a train. To get a train. And <laughs> yeah. the trains can be pretty, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I live one stop from here. So, and you would think that that would never be a problem, but it is. But it is. It is. Because I live oh, yeah. across the river, and the only way I can come, oh, I, the only way I can come here is either get that one train one stop. Uh-huh. So if something's wrong with it, that's it. Or I have to go all the way to Tower Bridge from where I am, which oh, is closest to sort of Greenwich. Yeah. End. So I have to go all the way there, get a bus, cross the bridge, and then get another bus because there's no like actual direct bus either. <laughs> Or I have to go around the other way and go through the Dartford Tunnel somehow. But literally, it could take me two hours to... to Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. And right. with that one stop, it still takes me 45 minutes to get in every morning. I'd Are you kidding me? Yeah. I believe so you. So to get here for, in 40 minutes or 35 to 40 minutes, I basically leave my house at like 6.30 in the morning. So if oh. I left at 8 or something like yeah. that, I would Oh, I'd you would never? Yeah. yeah. I'd be late. It would probably take you two because hours. Because it's rush hour. Rush hour. You, you can't yeah. get on the train. So like five, six trains go past and you're just standing on the platform like this. Because the train comes full. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's like maybe you can't get one, in. one gap. And, yeah. you know, and you're like people. this squish right yeah. next to them. Yeah. So Well, that's if you can even you know, get, get on it. that one gap. So it can take a really, really long time. So I choose to come to work. Uh, uh, ridiculously early hour. Yeah. <laughs> I generally leave You're smart. Late, yeah, yeah. Just so I can avoid the, yeah. you know, the rush hour on the right. train. That's your sanity you're saving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The traffic's worth it. not much better either if you choose to no, drive. Yeah, it's really bad. It's like, what do you want to deal with? A bunch of trains that are 
you know, canceled yeah. or not running or sit in traffic forever. Yeah. I think it's just very congested, yep. that's why. So things aren't, you know, I think because the underground is so old, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, the trains haven't been made longer or the platforms haven't been made right. longer. So a lot of the underground is still whatever size it was, like, you know, God knows whenever they built it. Yeah. And now the population is obviously much larger. Right. So therefore you've just got thousands of people trying to get on the train between certain hours so all the platforms are packed the trains packed. come packed everything just takes longer it's a lot cleaner though i've noticed it is definitely yeah, a lot cleaner some really Absolutely. interesting stories with the subway back in new york oh wow yeah that, that would be a whole nother episode so, yeah yeah yeah. I saw a man cooking a roast beef under a seat <laughs> once, and what? there was a shark on another one. I mean, there's just all kinds of oh, stories. No, all it's kinds, it's yeah. pretty filthy and weird. It is. I've not exactly. seen any of that, but I, I did come across a ginormous rat once. There you go. Walking, mm, walking, there's a, uh, walking through, down the street, yeah, walking, down, walking mm-hmm. through a station, mm-hmm. and it frightened the That's life out of me because it was so big. Yeah. You know, oh, they're like they're like cats, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see little mice running around the underground yeah. here, but they're they're quite no, small. these are you know they're not that frightening. This thing was huge. It these are city cats. cats, absolutely. I thought, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that clip of the rat in New York City walking Which down one? the stairs with the pizza? It was like a slice of pizza. Oh, in his uh, mouth. I don't know. That's it's disgusting. Oh. I choose, I, I choose not to saying. watch. The tube here is much nicer, much cleaner. <laughs> I will definitely concur with that. But yeah, yeah. Well, you guys do have everything bigger. You know, your yeah. rats are bigger, your, your pizza <laughs> slices are just Our portion sizes. Yeah, yes, so yes, everything's, exactly. everything's just kind of yeah. bigger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes better. Sometimes it's not, not, I was just going to say, not every, yeah, it's not, not always everything's better. Not everything's about the size. Mm-hmm. Not everything. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Not going to comment yeah. on that. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know if I agree with that statement. I'm just saying it because it seems apropos. <laughs> so uh, you said you dated some English British yes. men. So what was that experience like for an American? Were you kind of like these people? No, well, it's funny. It's funny. I actually feel like really fortunate that I've dated, and there's only been two, but still, um, I feel like I've learned a lot from them about the culture and everything, and also from my friends that have been here. But the first man, actually, he British, but he lives in Bermuda, so he also had a bit of culture that was more islandish. In addition to, you know, he was in the the British Army and all that, and he lived out here for a long period of time, but a lot of things like eggs and soldiers and Sunday roast oh, and like yes. all the, all yeah. of those things and a lot of phrases and stuff I kind of picked up from him. Yeah. And the last one that I dated was when I moved here in May and I was here three weeks and met him at yeah. a pub in my town and we just kind of clicked and, and went out for a good three months. But I think the one thing that's different from dating them versus American men is that the communication levels are just these English men are awful at communicating their feelings. Whereas American men, like any relationship I've had, Mm -hmm. has just been like very communicative and we're talking about, you know, I'm upset with you because of this. And then there's dialogue and there's reciprocity and something. But it's like, I kind of feel like there's this whole thing in England where they just ghost you and that's perfectly acceptable. Whereas at home, it's just not. (laughs) And like, there's there's kind of like... I mean, I I can see that. I think that's generally a very British thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we have that whole stiff upper lip thing going yeah. on. Mm. So um, it's not just the men, you know, just as an, a, a general, you know, culture. Yeah, culture. We're kind of a right. little bit more reserved. Guarded. Yeah, or... yeah guarded. Mm-hmm. And don't 
don't share as much right. and exactly. don't talk as much. Exactly. That kind of stuff. They just, they yeah. just drink it away yeah. versus <laughs> talking about it, which yeah. is funny. Yeah. But um, it was funny because the last one that I was with, the most recent one, there was a situation where I was really upset because I felt – you know, I felt left out of a situation and I really, you know, was hoping that I would be included in it. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to talk to him about this because I was really worried about coming across as this psycho American girlfriend. And that's exactly what I didn't want to be. But at the same time, I'm like, I really need to communicate my feelings because I can't keep it bottled up. It's just going to be awful in the end. So I kind of gathered my thoughts and then put it all through a text, but it ended up being this like this novel. <laughs> I don't think it's a girl thing. I don't think it's an American British thing. It's a girl thing. Like a five-page text message. <laughs> well, I bet he looked at it and thought, and "Oh my god, was... this American girl is crazy." <laughs> that's why it was. That's why I was laughing. So then I'm talking to our mutual friend Brenda, and I was, who's also our friend Brenda's from New York, but is you know engaged to an Englishman over here now, and. I was like, I know he thinks I'm nuts, and she's like, and after I like, after he read it, he's like, well, you're really good at, at communicating. And she was yeah. like, oh, you over communicated. He thinks you're nuts. He thinks you're crazy. You're psycho. And I'm like, I know. Oh my god. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. She was like, just you know, this is just how we communicate back at home. It's yeah. just normal yeah. for us. Whereas here, yeah. it's just a totally different story. Yeah, you guys definitely talk more mm-hmm. in general I think yeah. you have like the whole going to a therapist thing is quite normal yeah. you know it's not considered anything whereas right. here until recently really? you know people didn't even talk like if they if they did go to a therapist which is quite rare yeah. they wouldn't ever tell anybody about it you know it wasn't what? whereas in the US I mean I remember like you know 15 20 years yeah. ago when I was there and everyone I spoke to they're like oh my therapist said and I used to be like why are you seeing a therapist are you know, crazy like, you know right? I, and I would get freaked out because people would be like I'm seeing a therapist and I'd be like mom everyone has emotional issues in this <laughs> like what is wrong with these people why are they all seeing therapists and then I realized that was just a very normal it is very you know, it's like having a, a hairstylist it's like exactly. my hairstylist slash my dentist, my, my dentist yeah. slash oh and by the way my therapist yeah, yeah exactly. it's so commonplace but yeah. I had no idea that yeah. it wasn't until more recently in Britain. Yeah, I mean, until oh. literally a couple of years ago when mental health issues became like yeah. a big thing. Because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people committing suicide and, you know, lots of young people, you know, yeah. having problems. And I guess people wanted the NHS to invest more in mental mm-hmm. health services mm-hmm. and things like that. So it became very much you know, highlighted issue. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, lots of famous people came out and kind of talked yeah. about their own, you know, depressions or issues that yeah. they may have faced to try and influence people to be more open about, yeah. you know, problems that they may, mental health issues that they may have. But until recently, it was just never talked about. Like, I never <sighs> saw or heard anyone talk about it. And probably most people, if they had to see a therapist, it would have been because... They were beyond, you know, like with you guys, because it's so normal. People don't yeah. even need to have a problem to see a therapist. It's just like a normal, right. like a checkup. Almost, yes. It's like right? a check, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. it's kind of people go to the therapist once they're like, you know. Yeah. Really. Like, r- yeah, a dire need. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. When they when they have a, a big issue right. you yeah. know, that they, yeah. they can't quite figure out how mm-hmm. to get around themselves. So I guess it gets caught at a much later stage mm-hmm. in someone's mental health here. So that's mm-hmm. why I think lots of people were 
you know, wanting to highlight this and wanting the government to, you know, invest more in, in this and the people to but be I a li- little bit more open about I like that, though. Yeah, because yeah. it shouldn't be, like, shunned upon, you know. Yeah. like yeah. And, you know, I, I think it brings awareness to exactly your point yeah. that yeah. – that mental illness and even things like depression, like yeah. it's so commonplace now. And if we can be open and accepting of it, then yeah. maybe it can help yeah. eradicate. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, definitely. But as I say, it's such a new concept here. Uh, you right. know, it's a relatively new thing. And even now, you know, I know quite a lot of people that wouldn't openly, uh, you know, discuss if they're right. seeing anyone. They wouldn't or not. tell anyone. Yeah. So. Um, and you we get judged exactly. exactly. And interestingly, what you were saying about British guys not able to share their feelings, uh, most of the people with mental health issues that result in suicide or anything like that tend to be men. Mm. Um, here, really? there is a much higher number of men that you know commit suicide or have you know compared to other countries. Uh, compared or to women in this country, compared I'm not to women, sure yeah, yeah, countries. You know, I wouldn't, oh. I wouldn't like to comment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I, I would suspect that it could yeah. well be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, well, that's sad. Yeah. Hopefully, people will be. Hopefully, men will work on communicating their feelings yeah. more and yeah. work through that here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's I think definitely it's definitely like a, most men. I think like I depending on like doesn't really matter what culture or whatever, but I think they're just raised to be like more masculine, right? And if yeah. you share your feelings, then it emasculates you. Yeah. And I think that probably as you get older, yeah. like prevents them from being like so expressive and yeah. communicative. Well, yeah. there's also the cultural thing of British people are just very proper and don't yeah. want to, you know, show that side of them or show that they have any yeah. kind of weakness, if you will. And there's yeah. there's also, they're just indirect too, whereas we're just more direct in general. That's true. It's just yeah. a cultural that's difference. True. That's so. true. I think maybe that's also, you know, what we were saying at the beginning about the overexcitement that you guys right. have. <laughs> we're kind of like, what is happening? Why are these people so Why are they so, are they so happy? Yes. Right. What's in their water? Yeah, Fluoride. <laughs> so I think that also is, you know, even when we're happy, we're not quite so, you know. Yeah. You don't show, show emotion yeah. as much. Yeah. Very proper, reserved, polite. Yeah. 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 There's definitely the whole polite thing. Yeah. You know, we do tend to do a lot of, excuse me, I'm sorry. Right. I'm yeah. And, and there's that whole, just the way, it, what's that? There's like even a chart if you Google it and it's like things that Brits say and what it actually means and the way Americans take it. Yeah. Oh, and one really? of the Yeah. And one of them was um, when you guys say that's interesting and we take it as like, oh, they think I'm interesting. <laughs> we yeah. really know. They think we're nonsensical and yeah. crazy <laughs> and just completely out of our minds. Like, I think I applied for a job or it was at a recruiting firm that one of my friends had recommended, but it it wasn't really right for me, but still I sent it in anyway and told her my story. And she writes back, well, thanks for the color around that. That was really interesting. And I was so like, in my head, I'm like, what a <laughs> Like, I'm so mad. I was like, <laughs> thanks for the color? Okay. I got so angry. And I was like, I'm not even going to respond because there's no point. <laughs> Meanwhile, any other American who read that would be like, oh, you think it's interesting? Let's set up a time to talk. <laughs> She's like, I'm busy for the next six years. Six years, <laughs> yeah. Call me again. <laughs> oh, God, that's 
quite yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I dated some American guys. Oh. I mean, I'd say my experience yeah. mostly was in New York, and I feel like New York. Well, that's a different is a breed. Different place. Yes, yeah, completely. Compared to a lot of the rest of the U.S., I did obviously whilst I was there. Um, spend some time in LA and mm-hmm. Miami and uh, I went to Minnesota okay. and I travelled about a little bit and um, I went to Minneapolis and uh, yeah, Texas and all kinds of places yeah. so, um, but most of my you know, full time experience was, was in New York and I did feel like wherever I went in the US, New Yorkers were totally different 100%. it's kind of like I love New York I love living there and I love the people there but I can't say I felt like that about lots of other sort of American states yeah. or towns it's quite interesting maybe it's because I'm from London and New York is very much very similar you know it is. lots exactly. of different people yeah, yeah, yeah. from mm-hmm. lots of different backgrounds mm-hmm. it's like a you know a melting, melting pot, pot. Yeah. yeah high energy yeah, yeah. I mean I didn't particularly like LA you know the only thing that made it bearable was that I was staying with friends and right. you know, I was doing some work there and the people that surrounded me were great and like-minded but mm-hmm. generally I found LA really bizarre yeah <laughs> that's an interesting word well everyone just seemed very over the top kind of fake yeah and superficial. obsessed with yeah. like things like very superficial things yeah but on a continuous mm-hmm. you know yeah Mm-hmm. level um, yeah you can see by the way people look it's like everyone's had something done to something and mm-hmm. right right you know it was yeah. all just very and i was kind of like oh god, my god you guys need to spend some time on something other than you and know new york our tones are just yeah. very flat and like yeah. we get to the point and that's it in la it's like oh my god yeah, well, yeah. and there's always like this you know, scoop That's in the their valley. Voice, the valley. And I'm actually a native LA. Oh, really? Uh, an oh, ad, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not. It's okay. So, Chris it's... may quit her uh, co hosting job <laughs> by the end of this episode. <laughs> no offense taken, actually. So, I'm a native Angelino, but I actually identify myself completely as a New Yorker. Um, and so, I totally agree with you. Yeah. That, like, all the sentiments that you just shared, like, completely agree there's a certain level of you know like no offense there's a lot of wonderful things about it but there is certain levels like superficiality because I think the two main like well the main industry fueling LA that we all know and recognize is Hollywood yeah so it's all that and then like I think the level of diversity is just not the same. Yeah. So until I went to New York and like met people from all over the world and even just like interest wise, Mm. people in New York are interested, like someone's like interested in the arts or music or this and so no offense, totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I did find it, I found it difficult spending. So I was there at one point for a continuous period of six months, which I found excruciating. You know, as I say, <laughs> the only thing that made it bearable was the people that I was yeah. with. And the weather is good. Um, the weather is amazing. Yeah. The weather aside, because even in New York, the weather is amazing compared to London, you know, or back then, because you, you guys had like all seasons. So Yeah, remember, we do get the four know, seasons. Yeah, yeah. snow mm-hmm. in the winter and, you know, really nice and sunny and warm in the summer. And so mm-hmm. I used to think that was great. The fact that you could see all the seasons and mm-hmm. feel them all, you know, the leaves change color and all this sort of here things happen very fast it's like really hot and then freezing cold and there's no snow and it just rains all the time and it's just a bit 
gray and gray. Yeah, depressing. <laughs> we have the very extremes gray. in the weather. When it's hot and sunny in the summertime, we have really, really high heat and humidity. And then it's like you go inside to work and you freeze your ass off with the AC on. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, it's just more tolerable. Yeah. And then in the winters, it just drags on forever, and we get, like, three Ugh. feet of snow. And, yeah. But I used you know, to like that. I used to like I think really? it, too, but once yeah, it gets into February, it gets like depressing. Exactly. The fact that, you know, you had snow in the winter, so it mm-hmm. felt like winter, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and then it was really oh, hot in yeah. the summer, so it felt like summer. Right. You know, here, sometimes it all kind of morphs, morphs <laughs> into one. Right. You know, yeah. um, there's just a lot of rain, but not really that much of mm-hmm. much else. Um, even though I mean I'll be fair the you know, global warming and all that last couple yeah. of years has been warmer than it used to be and not raining as much other than yeah. a couple of the flash floods that we've had but right. you know it's I think that's just weird weather but traditionally that's not really been very very British right mm. but yeah I mean I love I love New York I was gutted when I had to leave so even though I don't think I can take it now no, you don't think so. No, I mean, I think I'd like to go and, you know, have a holiday. Short and see, spurts, yeah, and yeah. see people and see things that I haven't seen in a long time. But I'm not sure I could live there now because it was very fast-paced. Yep. Yeah. And because I was young, you know, that was like my thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, that was perfectly fine by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that the lifestyle was very different to here. So... You know, all the restaurants are open till later. Mm-hmm. You you kind of everyone eats later. Everyone does things later, and you know you don't kind of have that. Like here on a Sunday after six p.m., nothing's open. Exactly. <gasps> oh my god, I just experienced that. Yeah. yeah. So you have to go to like you know W one. You know right. where all the tourists mm-hmm. are to find anything open, and even then. Um, I, I would suggest probably on the Sunday after 11 o'clock, yeah. probably even right. that area, you know, slowly mm-hmm. kind of shuts down. Whereas for me, you know, New York was kind of similar to, because I obviously come from Turkey and, mm-hmm. you know, we're all out all the time. There are people on weekends with their kids at two o'clock in the morning eating ice cream. And, you know, you can find a place to eat ice yeah. cream at two o'clock in the morning. Here, if you wanted to have some cake and coffee at 2 a.m., <laughs> Not going to happen. No. No. Another thing I noticed is that in the pubs and in the bars here, um, when they call last call, it's like they really like sit there and watch you drink your last drink. And I'm like, okay, I'm going. Just give me a minute. You know, it's like really, they get intense about it. Whereas at home they call last call, but it's like they'll, yeah. They'll give you time to drink it and not kick you out. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. a thing here. Yeah, it's it kind is. of funny. I think it's because probably though we do kind of drink it a little bit more. Mm. Definitely, know? it's a so drinking culture. I think that if they didn't do that, you know, right. probably no one more. Yeah, <laughs> um, because there are there are people buying like two three pints at a time, you know, and right. and this kind of drinking you probably don't see anywhere other than maybe Germany. You know, even in Europe, you know, everybody drinks, but they're very. You know, the French or all the even the Spanish, you see them with their tiny little tiny right. not even a pint. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> two hundred and fifty milliliters of beer, you know, on a on a Monday afternoon sitting in the sunshine and reading a newspaper and drinking right. this. Mm-hmm. So it's an enjoyable experience. Right. Here people go out to get drunk. Right. <laughs> uh, and they say that you know we're gonna no, go yeah, to with pride you know, yeah no, like, they yeah. say it with pride well, yeah do that, well so. in new york's like that too though that new york yeah. has some similarity i think it depends on what industry you're in in the agency world we get pissed and i mean it was mm-hmm. like every day for lunch we'd go and have like 
three glasses of wine and then go yeah. back to work and then go back for happy hour and have yeah. more drinks and it was like yeah I mean maybe it is an industry I was in the music and fashion mm. and the arts and mm-hmm. people didn't drink that much um, because a lot of people were very health conscious yeah, yeah. so uh, you know we everybody was kind of down the gym and yeah. all that kind of stuff and uh, alcohol wasn't such a big right like thing right know. they they would go out partying yeah you know, don't get me wrong right all kinds of parties on other stuff the, maybe and some other stuff <laughs> yeah and sometimes drinking too but yeah. just not yeah. not like you know the thing you know right. we wouldn't yeah. go out to get drunk you right. would just be out and if you happen to be out till 6am you might get a bit drunk mm-hmm. inevitable but yeah. you know i don't think it was kind of like know the main driving force if that makes sense yeah right so, but that's why i like the lifestyle so much i think because it suited me it reminded me a little bit of sort of other parts of europe right. where you just out later and people are kind of enjoying you know socializing more and yeah that kind of stuff so here it's a bit different past a certain time it's bedtime yeah <laughs> whether you like it or I not know. basically yeah, yeah. lights out yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even get a bottle of wine yesterday. I went to a lovely dinner party, and I just had gotten back from uh, Royal Turnbridge, and it was only like four in the afternoon, and uh, my building has brand new M&S downstairs. And it was four in the afternoon. I was expecting to walk into M&S for a bottle of wine, and it was closed. I'm like, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but Thank Sunday. goodness there was a co-op or something across the street that was open and you can actually get wine anywhere here though yeah so it worked out but i it was i was a bit perplexed i'm like it's four in the afternoon and i'm so used to everything in new york being 24 hours on a sunday evening they must not be british Actually, the um, the the guy was British, okay. but the girlfriend is Colombian. That's mm. why. So, yeah. <laughs> it was her idea, not his. It was her yeah, idea. Exactly. It was. Her <laughs> I was gonna. Cause Sunday's all about the roast here. Exactly. So, That's so when she said to him, yeah. "By the way, we're having a dinner party on Sunday at five p.m.," he was like, "What? Yeah. What's wrong with really? you?" So That's an oddity. That's so funny that you called it Eve. Absolutely, it was. Uh, the girl was not. British. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, we don't we don't do things like well, that. So, yeah, Sunday's know. more of a day. Actually it's like that at home too. It's just that we don't do roasts. We do Sunday brunch. Brunch, it's more yeah. Of a, like everyone's eating eggs and omelets and there's bloody Mary stations and mimosas and Yeah. And that goes on forever too because yeah. American football is like a religion. Oh um, yeah, which yeah. I could yeah. never get myself yeah, into. It's not, I'm actually one of the guys I was dating yeah. that was British really got me into a uh, European football. Yeah. And took me to a game in Manchester, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. And then I was like hooked. It's much shorter than your games. You guys, your games go on forever. Cause yeah, you well, have, they like, stop. Like they show, stop. Right? They go, they go yeah. for like a few minutes and they stop. And then it's like, yeah. whereas like European football, it's like, yeah. these guys are And then are just I heard that like forever. on Sunday yeah. though, it's like every team is playing. Yeah. So they'll literally watch it from like 10 a.m. in the morning until like whatever because there's so many games yeah. going on. I don't know. I can never be part of it. it just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss my time there now. Yeah. So what was your way? You, I think you were gonna mention though your dating experience oh, with yes. American men, though. Yeah. yeah. So I had Curious. a few interesting dating experience. Yeah. It's weird because generally, as I say, English people are a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. as a general kind of thing. 
and Americans we think are of being less reserved. But it's a found, nice way of putting it. Yeah, I found <laughs> when when dating, it was like a totally different ball game. So here we don't really date really right yeah i mean yeah yeah you kind of go on a few dates but then Mm. you know you kind of slowly are in a relationship with somebody and Mm. it happens relatively quickly Quickly. yeah yeah and once you're kind of past the few you know meetings that you may have Mm -hmm. you know it's either gonna happen or it's not gonna happen in the u.s there's like this whole dating thing and it's Uh to me it felt very traditional you know so i would meet these guys and they'd be like do you want to go out on a date and i would be like okay great just tell me where and when and i'll tell oh no i'll come and pick you up from your building and i I used to be like really it's a bit strange and i remember the first time someone asked me on a date and and i said no 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 i'll meet you there and he kept insisting he was like no i need to pick you up and i'm like no i'll just meet you there just tell me where (laughs) where you want to meet and i'll meet you there and um, he just kept saying no, no, no. And he was uh, a friend of somebody that I worked with and was friends with. So I actually called my friend Waleed and I was like, this guy's like asked me for a date, but he's really insistent that he needs to come to my house to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's really weird. Can I trust him to come to my house? Because normally I wouldn't want a guy that I've just met who's going to take me on a first date to come to my home. Mm. Right, because I wouldn't want them to even know where I live. Exactly, right. I may not we even don't... like you. Right, exactly. you, you might be a weirdo for a while. So I said to to my friend, like, is he safe? You know, should I say yes to this because he's very insistent? And he said, Oh yeah, yeah, he's fine. And and that's just the American way. He's just trying to be chivalrous. You know, chivalrous. Not, yeah, it's not a, yeah, yeah. He's just trying to be a gentleman. He wants uh-huh. to pick you up, and the likelihood is he's going to drop you off. Yeah. But you need to not think that him dropping you off means he wants to come in and you know anything's going to happen. Because in Attack. England, I mean, you know, does, they're like, but... let me take you back home. You know, that's okay. like a sign for. You know, let me come into your house and spend the night with you. Yeah. So generally, if a guy is kind of saying, I'm going to take you back home, you might be a bit like, "Uh, I don't think so. Thank you. (laughs) Not tonight. But in the US, it's not like that. So I found that whole thing. I mean, it was actually quite nice because I had all yeah. these guys coming and picking me up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel Wait, so where good. were you finding it? Because <laughs> yeah. I've never had a guy in New York, like, volunteer to pick me up. Really? Oh, my God, literally no. I've had, like, Yeah, I've had, like, gifts. Gifts galore. Like, yeah, like, oh, like, yeah it's definitely sent a me thing. a car. You know, he's like, I'm sending you my car. And I was like, okay, is it driving itself? Like, how are you? Your, your chauffeur, know. you're just yeah. gonna send him. So I thought that was really, really good. And yeah, it's no, even, it's very gentlemanly. Like, yeah. I mean, here it's not even a financial thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even like I actually God. don't yeah, even like. Yeah, thing. I don't yeah. even like that. Like, I don't even expect it anymore. Like, I like you. If they were to ask to like pick me up, I would immediately be like, no, let me just meet you there. Yeah. I don't need you to know where I live, yeah. especially because I don't even know if I'm gonna be attracted to you, like you, yeah. or. Find yeah. out you're some like crazy wacko. Yeah. You know, so. But you have that I didn't whole mind kind it. Of, I kind of. An, I I'm, liked I'm it. an old school. Maybe you're old school. Romantic, and yeah. I really like the. They can drop me off. And they will. No, once. they can pick me up too. <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> no, I don't like to be picked up. And yeah. I found them just generally more reserved when it comes to dating. You know, like nobody, mm. even if someone liked me they wouldn't necessarily make that move right. until we've met a couple of times mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. here it's not quite like right. that I mean some guys on the first date they're like oh and you're like get off mm. what are you doing you know I don't know you just got attacked yeah exactly <laughs> stay away 
I just found them more reserved and more gentlemanly and you know a little bit more traditional almost and yeah well we uh, like to label things that's for sure i was briefly dating guy that i met in mykonos when i moved here and he was shocked to hear like the word dating he's like yeah that doesn't exist in our yeah. in our vocabulary yeah. and i was speaking to some other girlfriends of mine and it, she totally said the same thing like we don't label things and i think americans like we're so used to and wanting especially yeah. as a girl okay yeah. so after we've been on like x amount of dates now we're seeing each other and then after you see each other we're dating yeah. and then we have the exclusivity talk yeah. so it's like a whole like stage yeah. and process and here i feel like it's more we fluid jump, yeah we jump stages though or you we're jump stages like, <laughs> we're gonna like you yeah. i'm gonna take you out Okay then, let me kiss you. Maybe, all right, we're in a relationship. <laughs> you know? was, yeah, and for me. generally, we don't have this like I guess dating in the sense that you have it in the US, where you know a woman could be dating five, six guys, right, at the yeah. start because she doesn't know which one she's gonna yeah. like. It's not even. I mean, it effectively just means going out and having dinner together. Or yeah, something. it doesn't mean anything relationshipy just yet mm-hmm. um whereas here we kind of don't have that stage you're either just friends or acquaintances and then you suddenly are in a relationship right yeah so <laughs> it's, that that's little funny. bit in yeah. the middle doesn't really doesn't exist, exist. it's yeah. funny because the last one that i was dating or whatever we want to even call it but it was like because of where i'm from and what i'm used to it was sort of like, I don't really know yeah. what we are. And like all my friends were like, no, like you're his girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, I am? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. So I had to have that conversation. Like, what what are we? And he's yeah. like, we're together. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify to that. <laughs> I just didn't realize, you know, yeah. because it's like back at home, everyone dates like multiple people at once. And yeah. it's like this thing, even though that was never really my style. It was always yeah. like in a relationship, then another one. <laughs> but it was like, I just don't know. You never know what to expect here. Yeah. And then, you know, I dabbled with Bumble or whatever for a little bit. And it's the one thing that I notice is different. And I'm going to go back to this is I like, you get ghosted. Yeah. At home, guys don't ghost you, yeah. ever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. there was some guy that I started talking to briefly, not even getting into it too much, and it was like, oh, do you want to chat tomorrow? No problem. And then the next day, he sends me a message. Well, meet me at this place at 3. And I'm like, and I write back. I said, I thought we were chatting, meaning yeah. like you were going to call me, yeah. question mark. And then he just deletes me and blocks me. And I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. I have no idea what yeah. just happened there. <laughs> I mean, the whole online dating thing to me is a bit of a weird mystery, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, when I was in New York and dating, online dating didn't exist. Right, right. Um, and and then I guess once online dating did exist, I was no longer single for a long time. And right. now I'm single again. But I just still can't quite get my head around no. the online dating <laughs> thing. You know, yeah. I'm still kind of like, I'd like to do it old school. You know, I if like I meet someone again, I like nice. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. Like some of I the weird... Like I did go and put my thing up, which I actually read on <laughs> season one, one of the dating episodes on season one, we talked about it. And one of the ladies that was a guest actually was t- saying that she had something she called the Book of Bumble. So she would screenshot these weird messages that people would send her and then just like oh. put them into like a little, you know, bundle <laughs> of strange things. And she would get like the weirdest things. Oh, there. yeah. Oh, um, like mm-hmm. proper, you know, rude messages yeah. and just very strange Crap, things from babe. people that she's never obviously met before. So 
Um, it's the wild, wild west out in the <laughs> online yeah. dating world. I, I, <laughs> Seriously. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I have to be honest. I think it's a bit strange. I do too. And there's I, so many of them now. Yeah. So many apps. Like, I I just know, like, two. <laughs> but, like, n- there's even, like, apps for a specific type. Yeah. Like, in New York, I know, uh, like, J-dating is very popular in the Jewish community. And then there's even, like the Christian, yeah. whatever, I can't keep up. But there's yeah. something for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I know. It is. So how, like, there's this lost in translation and related to dating. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, Eve, if you were to describe to your friends that you saw a good-looking man, mm. what would you say? Because I just learned something this weekend, and I was so confused. Good-looking? Yeah, like... Or attract? Because to, to me, they're different oh. things. So, oh, you know, okay. to me, like... You know, like Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. He's dreamy. Uh-huh. To me, he's like one of the most attractive men on earth. You know, Agree. He, he just like oozes something masculinity and, just, like, and like yeah. But if you just look at him, if you strip away his personality and you just look at his face, he's actually not good looking. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Um, but he's extremely attractive. Okay. And I tend to get attracted to attractive people uh-huh. rather than good looking people. In my uh-huh. head, I always uh-huh. think I'm going to go for you know, this good-looking guy, whatever yeah, that is uh-huh. to me. But I tend to not, because the personality is, like, a much stronger driving force. Of course, and yeah. And some people just, like, ooze something. You just mm-hmm. I, yeah. you feel attracted to them. Of course. And, uh, and when you take that away and you just kind of really home in on how they look, you suddenly yeah. think, actually, you're not, that, <laughs> you're not that cute, but something about you that, yeah. you know, I just really am attracted to. So... Mm-hmm. I have realized that that's kind of how I end up, you know, I never, yeah. I never kind of go for the guys, you know, if you ask me, whatever I describe, I probably wouldn't end up going for that guy if uh-huh. he was like sitting in a bar. I'd end up Go- going for the guy who perhaps doesn't look like that, but has like the funniest personality yeah. and right. people are just generally... Well, that trumps like looks. Yeah. Always. Generally attracted to. But if yeah. you if were, like if you saw... Laugh, I'm in. Mm. If, but if you saw a good-looking man, like mm. the Brits, like what would you say to your girlfriend? Like, oh, my God, I just saw a really... Okay, so in the U.S., we'd say, like, oh, my God, he's hot or yeah. she's hot. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I think I would say that. Oh, too. really? Yeah. Because this fit. girl... Fit! That's oh, the fit. word. <laughs> no, I mean, fit is very, like... I think that it is... Like, to me, it's very... Young language. I was just going to say, oh. I think a younger generation uses it versus... Wow. Because yeah. so this woman was not... She was like my age, our age, like yeah. in her late 30s. And and so she was telling me about like um, this guy that she's dating or whatever. And um, he's like, yeah, he's really fit. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and, then, yeah, <laughs> and then that's exactly where my head was yeah, going. Yeah. And she's like, you want me to show you a picture? And I was like, yeah, yeah, show me a picture. And um, the picture is a, a profile picture. So I'm like, I can't judge whether he's, like, really physically fit. So I'm like, huh? I'm like, oh, you mean, like, he's good-looking fit? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for a minute, I was a little confused and learning that there's still a lot of British vocabulary that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a term. Um, But I would have probably have used it when I was much younger. Okay. (laughs) Like, pre-university, I might have kind of been like, oh, he's fit, you know, when I was a college or something yeah but i think like yeah for most people probably when you get older it's not a word because well, i think it's use. like saying like oh you're hot 
or something. It's kind of like it's not saying like, oh wow, I find you to be really handsome. It's not like no, but yeah, I think that's like exactly a, what she yeah. was describing yeah. this man to be like super hot or really mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Generally, me but, and my girlfriends we use hot and cute. Mm-hmm. Cute mm. is like another thing. Oh, oh but cute, cute and hot is very different, Eve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I can't think of anyone I know. Actually, ah. but but it is a town. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a new one for me, because I'm definitely because I'm no, I, I'm sprucing up my British vocabulary, and I was so stumped. I'm like, huh? And I I picture I was waiting for her to like show me a picture of like his like six pack and whatever, and it was like a profile picture. And like in her defense, he was a very good looking man. But I'm like, what? Yeah. Fit? In what way? Yeah, in what way? His <laughs> head really fits. Well. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what's tennis got to do with anything? So the Americans you dated, were they from New York or they were uh, originally from Texas or? No, yeah, that's very New different. Okay. Um, but I they were kind of native New Yorkers yeah, then? Yeah, okay. mainly native New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think I dated a couple of people that were from somewhere else and came, but moved to New York when yeah. they were much, much younger. Mm-hmm. So they'd already been there for like a good 10 years. And kind of well ingrained. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then a lot of native New Yorkers. I don't think I'm dated anyone from anywhere else really Mm -hmm. and anywhere else I visited I don't remember meeting anyone and kind of you know even that six months that I spent in LA I was like none of these guys thank you yeah yeah no I can't do men from the south the southern thing is like Mm. too um, from in the states I mean not yeah yeah I mean there was one guy actually I lie in LA oh my god oh my god I was like totally in love with this guy so I was staying with my friend, and he used to write video clips for all these famous musicians. So mm-hmm. he had a house on Venice Beach, so I was really fortunate to be staying, you know, in such a good area, even though Venice Beach is a bit, you know, because you walk up that promenade yep. and it's all just yeah. like strange-looking people. Yeah. <laughs> it's changed a lot now, but oh, yes, oh yeah, it it's, kind of it's like very hipster and cool now. But yes, back in the day, it was a little sketch. Yeah, and he had this big Cadillac, like old school Cadillac. Mm-hmm. So three people could sit on the front seat because it's like one long seat. Like oh, I love bench. it. Uh-huh. So it was all very groovy. And this guy was, what was he, a surfing world champion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like um, who's that actor? Do you, do, have any of you guys watched um, NCIS or whatever it's called? I haven't. Okay, no. so there's no point in describing. But he was kind <laughs> of like mixed race very tall, obviously physically very, physically fit, (laughs) because he was a sportsman. Sport, yeah. And um, he had piercing green eyes, Hmm. and he he looked a little bit like Lenny Kravitz. I was just going to say, he had this, like, thinking of, like, Jason Moma, or, like, yeah, yeah, and he had this, like, grungy, but, like, very sexy, you know, and you're, like, just staring at him, like, drool hanging out, so I was, like, totally in love with this guy. Um, but so much so that I could never say anything. You know, when you just like someone that little bit too much that yeah. you can't even pluck up the courage to like yeah. right, say anything right. to mm-hmm. them. So yeah, so that was my only real person that I probably fancied, but I don't think fancied. Oh yeah, I definitely know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that he was, uh, even though I think he was originally from Miami, but he didn't come across like a LA Miami type of right. person, mm. right? So, so he was tolerable. 
Yeah, he was he was much <laughs> he liked art. And, yeah, you know things like that. So I remember going to lots of um, we used to go to all these like Mexican art movies together. Ooh, that sounds yeah. cool. And there was this like little cinema somewhere with the old school seats. Nice. And, you know, and yeah. we would we would go and hang out in places right. like that and. He just knew all these very cool places, so he was just a little bit different to your traditional. I like it. He sounds like he was a cool dude. He was was very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Was there anything lost in translation with any of your relationships in terms of like witty banter and the sarcasm? Because Brits, I really enjoy British humor. I like intelligent humor, and that's like a turn on to me. I think I upset a lot of guys. Okay. um, Because I would be very, very abrupt. Mm -hmm. I think they found me Mm. abrupt. Right. Um, And actually, I remember on one date in particular, this guy actually in the middle of the dinner stood up and he said, you were were intimidating, and Ah. you are, I can't understand if you're making fun of me. Or, or if we're, like, enjoying this together, right. or if you're, like, actually telling me to fuck off. Yeah. So oh he said, I don't, I don't know how to deal with this, so I'm going to go now. Yeah. And he left me at the restaurant. Yeah. Get out! And I remember calling my friend and being like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I think he just genuinely didn't understand the yeah. sarcasm. Right. And I think my sort of abrupt, straight sort of talking, mm-hmm. uh, he took us... T- criticism or right. something whereas yeah. I was just like just saying it as it is yeah, yeah, yeah rather yeah. than kind of like fluffing it about yeah no, yeah no it's funny but, because I feel like the last relationship I was in was like that but meanwhile like I never really had a problem with any of my other British friends or even the relationship with the British man before him but the last one for whatever reason he was very funny we laughed a lot but it was like a lot of the stuff he said to me i would just take i would get so defensive and get so offended yeah. and i'm like what you know and i would kind of like fire back but it was like then it was like not funny cuz we yeah. i was actually getting offended or upset yeah. and like to this day i still don't know like yeah. Was he really having a go at me, and was he really being nasty and really, yeah. you know, when I'm at a vulnerable state, and maybe he shouldn't have said that, yeah. or is it just because? I mean, we can be quite dry. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's what but I it's don't like, understand is that like I never really had an issue with the other British guy. That yeah. never maybe happened. Maybe he wasn't. That never. I feel like he, he could have been yeah. a little. He could have been a little nicer with certain things, and I feel like I could have been a little less sensitive at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, he may just. Have he might have been a dick. Yeah, he may have been a bit of an asshole. <laughs> Bad egg. Yeah. I can't believe your guy just like stood up and walked out though. Yeah. I mean like. I mean I was they're... quite shocked. I was like, <laughs> this has never happened to me before. He must have been <laughs> really intimidating you. <laughs> well, I think it was because I was just saying. No, like, yeah. I, and I think one of the things there I was... found was the older guys, like people who took me out on dates who were much older than yeah. me, actually understood me better. The mm-hmm. younger yeah. guys especially were found it really scary and mm. I think maybe the older ones are just like because they're older they kind of take things a bit less yeah and they're not as you know, intimidated so I don't yeah. think of a strong woman or just but I'm not commute. even sure that it was that I was any stronger than yeah. most other women they would meet I think it's just because my delivery delivery of things yeah maybe different yeah and one of my you know New Yorker friends kind of said yeah you know, sometimes you come across, because you're so straight talking, it comes across like you are way too confident, that mm. it's a bit scary. And I was, and I said to him, it's not really confidence. It's just, I'm just saying, 
what, what the I facts, think, what yeah, I yeah. Without, yeah. without putting any kind of filter on it. So well, that's funny, yeah. Um, because I feel that's what we do. We're, we like, do as well, Americans. New Yorkers are more direct and don't really put a filter on it, but here you guys do, yeah. and somehow there's rules. The last guy was telling me, if I say this, it means this. If I say this, it means this. And if I, and I'm like, I still don't remember what those rules are, because <laughs> they never made sense to, to me. And I'm like, and I'm just like, and he kept bringing it up every time I would misunderstand him. It's like, remember the rules. It's, if I say this, it means this. And I'm like, I still don't get that. Like, yeah. can't you just say what you mean? Because it would make everybody's life so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a confusing one, really, yeah. isn't it? It is a confusing one. Mm. But maybe I don't fit the the um, British uh, stiff upper lip yeah, yeah. that well. Mm. You know, it could be. Um, I definitely have friends that are way more filtered than, than I am. Right. You know, I'm yeah. pretty much, you know, just kind of whatever. What you see right. is Straight. what you get, yep. and I'll say, yeah. I'll say whatever Straight I think. Straight shooter. Yeah. Um, and I think that was probably what, what was a little bit scary. And, Maybe when I described myself as well, I mean, I might have just been very pompous, you know. <laughs> I was just kind of like, well, this is what I do. <laughs> just own it. And this is what I am. And, yeah. You know, and I think one of my friends was kind of like, do you have to say this? And I'm like, the guy's asking me, what do you do? What do you want me to say? Exactly. You would like me to lie and say, you know, I am a cleaner. I don't know. Like, what yeah. would you want me to say? Right. So I'm just kind of saying, look... I came here, I opened my business, this is this is my company and this is what I do. Right. And the guy's looking at me like, Oh really? Like, but you're only was like 21 or something mm-hmm. but you're only 21 and I said yeah well just lucky I guess you know, <laughs> I was like I don't know I don't know what to say yeah. actually maybe under that. the surface he was intimidated maybe yeah. that like yeah, he was si- sitting sitting across from a 21 you know young 20 I mean, year old accomplishment more successful business oh. than me yeah mm. so it's not like I mean this guy owned mm. a massive PR firm he was mm. like a very successful PR firm you know, making loads and loads of money. He had mm. definitely lived in a better house and had a better car and earned way more money than my business at that time. I had mm-hmm. just, I had literally just started, started setting mm-hmm. things up. So right. I was nowhere near at the same sort of stage in my career as he was. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, a good, like, maybe seven years older than me. So he had longer to kind of get to <laughs> where he got to as well. So, um, I mean, it was quite, quite surprising to me because I just... I think at the time I just thought this is this is very strange. Like right. I don't think I'm intimidating, really. Like why why are you intimidated? And he was like, I don't even know if you're being funny right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm asking a question. Why are you intimidated? And he's like, Is this a joke? And I'm thinking, Why would this be a joke? Like I don't understand. That's really funny. <laughs> Clearly, we That's can't funny. communicate. <laughs> It's fun. No, I feel like I ran into similar situations, though, where I'm like, I can't tell. Yeah. Like, and even now, even today, because of that one experience, I feel like I'm always overanalyzing what everyone's saying, too. And I'm like, does that mean you mean this, but you're really saying this? (laughs) Now I'm just constantly thinking, okay, what if they mean something else? I don't know. (laughs) Imagine, though, if you were dating someone from, I learned, this whole other, like, language that exists here in yeah. Britain. Cockney rhyme? Mm. Oh my god. Somebody oh wants god. to I Even I was I don't understand that. I'm like So what? imagine <laughs> like, what? I mean I appreciate like the musicality of it. I mean it's very interesting but like yeah. I would be so lost in yeah. translation literally. Yeah. 
I mean, I think even like a lot of people who are not cockneys, <laughs> but then you can say that even about like people from up the north, you know, like uh-huh. they all have different accents. Right. And, True. You know, some Scottish people like right north, 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 and some you know hardcore Irish people. Yeah. I don't understand what they're saying. Even you know, I'm just kind of like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know, when you're constantly like staring at. Yeah. What is that? Funny. But then you have that in the U.S. There were so many accents. We do, in yeah. The US. yeah. And there's a southern accent. I mean, even my like least favorite. Uh, no, my least yeah. favorite is like the um, Bostonian. Okay. And and like I don't the. I what, what I've been to Boston. Uh, they yeah. They pronounce their R's. That's park, pretty good. Yeah. Park, park, she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That it's doesn't not... bother me. Oh, it bothers me. And, and like the Long Island, like or the Bronx accent. The Long Island bothers Ooh. me a little bit. Yeah, it's a little nasally or something. You're okay. you're good with the accents. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long, the Long Island ones just uh. very like Long, <laughs> Long Island. Yeah, it's very like something like that. <laughs> well, and like it's not were, attractive. And as you were like kind of pointing out earlier, that the Valley accent of Californians, oh, yeah. we like we it's so like fun. This? Okay, so that's <laughs> over exaggeration. That's what it sounds like. That's clueless. It's like question. Yes, because we like lift like yeah, kind of yeah. like you know have a higher pitch at the very end but it's funny because like yeah when i first moved to new york people would immediately recognize oh you're from california right? i'm like what mm-hmm. gave it away la, la, la. Yeah. it's like oh my god it's like just keep talking it's like exactly what you sound like <laughs> those are the first time i met you we went to that spanish tapas bar yeah. and we sat down and the bartender comes up to us and says yeah. have you ladies been here before and i said no we haven't she blurts out oh my god no tell us everything <laughs> <laughs> and like there was two couples next to us that just started like snickering a little bit and I'm like oh stop from around here <laughs> we get very enthusiastic <laughs> that's just me <laughs> so have you guys found anything else culturally strange or different since Ugh. you've been here you know other than the language and you know our slightly yeah. sort of more reserved stiff Less excited Everyone's about, judgmental uh, about Botox. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. at home is like, oh, where do you go? And then here it's like, how insecure are you? You really have to get that done and blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. just like a thing where everyone's like, did you see her face? And <laughs> it's, uh, like, yeah. it's like a thing where, where nobody likes to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very natural oh, over I here. I haven't come across Back that. Back at home, it's like, we'll exchange but, numbers on when you should see yeah, my doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've um, almost killed myself, like, mm. probably a handful of times. Because I her still, twice. yes, thankfully Kelly has saved me twice. Because I still, Eve, cannot catch myself looking in the right direction. The right direction. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally have lifted my head up, and I've, like, had cars, like swarm by me like this quickly and now thankfully i'm a little bit more aware reading the signs thankfully that says keep right keep left whatever but oh even trying to get into a car like every single time i'm going on the opposite side to get into the car whether it's a cab my friend picking me up a guy dropping whatever yeah. and they're like oh you're ready to drive I'm like no i'm just clearly yeah. That is not a, accustomed have you yet. Found, like the buildings different and things like that. Well, yeah, the architecture is yeah. much different, of course. But and in terms I like of like it better where here. you're living, you know, your living accommodation that you kind of like, 
oh my god, uh, you know, if I was in New York or wherever, you know, I would have such a nicer place or not Yeah, so, oh, or, interesting that you, know, that you say that. Right. Not yeah. so much just a nicer place, it's just different, you know, certain things are different, but nothing yeah. that's massively outrageous. Something that I've noticed. So I live in a what's considered, I guess, like a modern building in North London. It's brand new, like luxury building. So there's a rooftop. Yeah. But the rooftop is on like the fourth floor. Okay. Which I found to me a little puzzling because rooftop, like I've I I've seen that at home though. No. Yeah. Uh tenth. Oh, that's a bit weird. But exactly. So like rooftop means I'm kind of high up and I'm going to get quite a view. So I expected rooftop to be on the 10th floor. Yeah. I've seen um, that before, though, like even working well, have in buildings. It. And it's like their their rooftop or their, you know, is, is oh. on that floor, even though there's like 30 something floors and you're on the 21st floor or whatever. And even See, but that's different. So it's like 21st something. Floor. Yeah, that's quite high. Yeah. Up. So. My point is, if I'm going to get like a rooftop in a luxury building, like, or just like yeah. rooftop, I just expect it to be kind of high up. Yeah. So if, even if it was on the 10th floor, I think it would have been great. Mm. So that was a little odd. Beautiful, but I thought but that was a little odd. buildings are much shorter. Well, exactly. In, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, Central yeah, yeah. which I totally anyway. understand. Um, yeah. buildings are generally shorter in center, central cities, mm-hmm. um, but then our houses sort of, more suburban houses mm-hmm. are smaller. Like, you guys have huge, you know, people who yeah. live in the suburbs. In the suburbs, yeah. yeah. Not New York. Enormous, like, Lots what would be considered, like, a palace, yeah. you know? We're yeah. looking at it, like, going, oh, my God, these people live in a palace. And that's just, like, a normal house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't really have houses, like, that big yeah. in the right. suburbs. Um, and then our flats tend to be, I think, just shorter, and perhaps even the accommodations are a little bit bigger. Um, I mean, I lived in Manhattan, and things were just tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny, tiny. Well, you live in shoeboxes in yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very small. So that was the thing that I found. I, I thought, you know, I'm in a luxury building. Why is this flat so tiny? Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of luxury is this? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up moving sort of slightly. I mean, I was still in Manhattan, but... You know, not 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 so central, sort of near the Hudson River more, and getting having to get a two bedroom flat mm. because only that felt like a normal, normal thing. Yeah, something smaller just felt like right. I was claustrophobic, and I was yeah, thinking, yeah. how do I have people over for dinner to this yeah. place? Like this is impossible. You can barely put one. It's a closet. Yeah, yeah, like how how would you do this? People get a little creative. I mean, the stoves are converted into like put your shoes in there you can like and nobody cooked so I thought oh you don't cook no no one Mm -mm. in Manhattan cooked no everyone I knew like that you would go seamless seamless oh their tagline is brilliant actually seamless their tagline is how New York City eats and it's so true nobody cooks yeah, so I was like the only person who cooked. So I would ha- have these dinner parties and I would cook. That's my nice. friends would be like, oh my God, who's your caterer? This is amazing. And I was like, I cooked all this. <laughs> who's your like, caterer? You know how to cook all this food. I thought, oh, why is this like such a big yeah, deal? Why is that such yeah, a big thing? I don't yeah. understand. So yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I found that eating out all the time a little bit after a while, like, I couldn't get used to that. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, I would still eat out two, three times a week because that's what my friends would do. So if I wanted to spend time with them, I kind of had to. Yeah. But yeah. I found... It's the, nice having a balance, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could just not eat out all the time. But then right. it was really weird because eating out was cheaper than... Right. Grocery shop. That's the thing. Yes. It's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I'm not even saving money if I cook. Yeah. So it's kind of so like... I would go and buy all these things and then realize, oh, my God, how much money have I spent? Right. You, mm-hmm. know, you can only get, like, three meals out of this. Right. At ten times. Exactly. Yeah. With the same amount yeah. of money. No, it's and your produce here are so much better, though, mm-hmm. I feel like. At least compared to New York. Compared to New York. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. grocery shopping for me has been so much cheaper. Yeah. Like I like in New York everything is like five times higher. Yeah. And it was actually alarming. I didn't realize how expensive New York is. Yeah. When I recently went back in September to officially move out of my old apartment, um, my brothers were visiting and we went to a local coffee shop and we got like lattes, whatever, coffee. And then there was a croissant for like $6. And to me, like even though I had been living in New York for 11 years, it was so shocking that I'm like, holy cow. Cause like here it's what, like two pounds or something. But like it just finally like illuminated how freaking expensive like New York is and yeah. everything. It is. And then everyone's like, oh, London's so expensive. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, you know, it's actually it's not, not as expensive it, as Manhattan and certain things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. like you said, grocery. I mean, to get good groceries, I had to go to like a Whole Foods place. Mm. Yeah, everything was like excruciatingly yeah. painful, yeah. really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know you can get like this ginormous slice of pizza, which is the same size as an entire pizza. Really, <laughs> like one dollar, two dollars, you know, right? Like, oh, I have a slice of pizza. They gave me this thing. I was like, this is a slice. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a whole pizza. No, it's the place that was near my apartment had. I mean, it was like the size of three slices in one and they would have this thing where they would take pictures of newborn babies next to the pizza because yeah. the pizza slice would be bigger than <laughs> what the baby. What place is that? Benny Tadino's. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time, like, my friend and I, because she came with me when I first landed there to set up my flat and stuff, so I'd rented yeah. this flat, did it, like, kind of abroad whilst I was abroad. So she came with me, and I remember the first night we had obviously nothing in the flat. And she's kind of like, oh, look, there's some brochures, like some pizza brochures here. She'll just order a pizza. So I was like, fine. And she said, um, oh, uh, you know, uh, should we get like two of the, because we saw the price as well. And it was like $5 or something. So we were thinking this can't be like a big enough, you know, for five, that's like £3.50. That's, you know, you would expect yeah. something really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If something was £3.50, you would not expect that to right. be like a, family-sized pizza. Yeah. So she's kind of like, oh, I think these must be really small. You know, they're only $5. So should we just get two because I don't know how big they're going to be? So I'm like, okay. We ordered two pizzas. These things, like half the size of this. Yeah. <laughs> to God, it was kind of like 50 centimeters by 50 yeah, centimeters. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, this is a square meter of pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, At least you can freeze it. <laughs> yeah. We were very, very shocked by that. Yeah. So, yeah, we like yeah, it kind of big was, in, in the States. I was, I was a little oh, New York pizza still. You can't, you can't I do it. miss, I know. Yeah. I was just saying this at the dinner party, though. I have yet to find something, like, comparable to a New York pizza. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think I can't. That and the bagels. I think that, yeah. The bagels, yeah. I, I'm not I'm a big bagel totally, eater, but, am, like, yeah. But like, 
those were the two things. That yeah. I missed. The best bagel place in London. Brick Lane. And that's about as good as it mm-hmm. gets. Have you had it? Is it no. Just okay. I've heard it over yeah. and over again mm. because it's traditionally a Jewish bagel that was yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so I that hear place, that's similar to places we would get at home. But yeah. I mean, I forgot how good the bagels were. Like when I went home in August for a visit, my friend had one and I took a bite and I just, I think I inhaled the whole thing. I'm like, I, I forgot how good this one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the first things I did when I went back to New York in September was to get artichoke pizza. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like it's one of the famous like New York pizzas. Yeah, That's also like they just opened one in Hoboken, like too. the size of your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but it's so worth it, and yeah. every freaking calorie of it. Yeah. yeah. True and story. I, I love that you had like Little Italy and Chinatown, like mm-hmm. these areas. Yeah. That well, great. you do too here. You don't think as I actually like really? Chinatown better here than in New really. York. Yeah. Oh, I really used to like the New York. Maybe Did it's you? Like grass is greener on the other side. I think side. it is. Yeah, here it is. like it's more spread out. It's cleaner. It's good. Like I don't know. Mm. It's just different. I, I found the food there more. Authentic. Authentic? Really? Yeah. Mm. I told you, though, I need to find Koreatown. Or we did. It's in Malden, right? I think That's we're going to have to go. I so did I'm, check. Okay. It's not that far. It's not that far? It's not that okay. Difficult. okay. I think we need to go. We'll take our old granny trolley. Yes, please, like can we dad take dad our old granny? And we'll just buy random things. Well, random for me. Probably right. things you know. Oh, yes. You'll be like, oh. I, I, I'll I be will. like, what is <laughs> I'll send you home with a big jar of kimchi. Oh my god, I love there you go. Kimchi. Yeah. Oh, but I'm gonna take you up on that offer. No, we're because... definitely gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Gonna do that. Okay, so thank you very much for joining me and Chris. Thank you so much for being co-host this season. So thank looking you. forward to having more of you on the show. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. And please come back next Something. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> so lower my tone. <laughs> Hello.